Whānau Marama, the New Zealand International Film Festival, has just announced that it will return this year, that it's going to have to reduce the number of films and venues. It's also coming off the back of a challenging two years. Simon Morris, kia ora, welcome back. Hello. Look, the, the film festival was hit by a series of perfect storms over the last couple of years. The close down of half the country, two years in a row, and a similar damage caused to the overseas festivals from where we draw many of our big films. And there was also a new experimental hybrid viewing system that struggled to replace the popular live party atmosphere that we're used to at the festival. Well, this year the film is under new but hugely experienced management. Head of programming Michael McDonnell has been there for 21 years. Senior Programmer Sandra Reid has been doing it for 28 years. So can the festival rise again? And we're joined by the general manager, Sally Woodfield. Hi, Sally. How are you? Hi, Simon. How are you? Very good, thanks. Well, it was a nightmarish couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it's been pretty tough for us the last two years. It really has. And there were a whole lot of kind of like weekend experts who were sort of coming up with bright ideas about how to fix it. But, you know, it's not much help, is it? <laughs> Uh, it, it was an interesting time, and we, we certainly appreciate um, people's love for the film festival so much so that they um, they have a, a a beautiful ownership of the film festival, which is wonderful when everything's you know going really really well and we're we're, we're swimming along. But when something like um, what we were served up with for two years in a row, mm. and we, we were a bit of a victim of timing, um, every time we sort of turned around, the the landscape changed and. Um, and we did, you know, pivot numerous times and we did what we could. Um, and our, our main focus has always been and always will be on, you know, delivering quality experiences for our audiences and also strongly supporting the cinema industry in this country. I have to say that I felt so sorry for poor Martin Raybarts, who sort of came in with a hiss and a roar and was hit on every possible sides with things that went went wrong. I mean... You know, I mean, you depend so heavily on on um, ticket sales, and suddenly you're not allowed to have too many ticket sales, and he clearly suffered under that. Yeah, I mean, Martin had some really wonderful ideas, and are things that we are keeping on the table. You know, for when we're when we get through this rebuild, we're seeing 2022 really as a rebuild, so that we can reemerge um, fully more fully in 2023 of course you know still dependent on the changing landscape so keeping a constant watch on that and looking at what what we can do with what we have so we really challenged ourselves in terms of if we had to start again what would we do and how would we do it and and why are we doing it and we and that comes right back to the reason of being so this year you know we're wanting to bring you know, films of quality that our audience have gone to love and expect. We're, we're still in 13 cities. Yes, we've had to pull back on some of the venues. And these are just, this is just about being really, really responsible this year and so that we can really um, push forward and grow from 2023 onwards. Well, how many movies are we talking about now? Because at the height of the, the film <laughs> festival two years ago, you're talking about something like 120, 130 titles. Now, considerably less, obviously, this year. Yes, and last year we had 164. Oh, um, yeah, yeah um, and, and such a wonderful program that Martin was able to draw on and, and Michael with all of, you know, last year it really was a, a beautiful program. That, that half we the country so, could, 
Yeah, that half the country yeah. missed out on, yeah. I know, and we were so upset not to be able to do that and, and to really have our hands tied. You can see a lot of that with a lot of the films that are coming out on general release or have had other um, other screening through mm. other online platforms like, like you know, Netflix and Amazon. Um, so what we, where we're at this year is we're looking at about 50 to 60 films and possibly a few more in Auckland and maybe Hamilton um, because we there are a handful of films that we may still be able to um, screen from last year. Um, they're, they're more the smaller art house films, those mm. ones. But um, 50 to 60 films, and we'll have the same films going to Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch and Dunedin. So in the past, and even last year, Christchurch and Dunedin haven't had all the films. So as a reference point last year, there were 95 films in Christchurch and Dunedin. So it's not hugely different for those two cities. Mm. I guess the main difference is going to be felt in Auckland and Wellington. And, um, and, and we're just saying, look, this is what we're able to do. Part of that is also because by delaying the film festival last year, which we did at a time when it seemed the sensible decision, given Khan was postponed, right. and also given, given you know, we were wanting more vaccination rates to be higher within New Zealand so people would feel safer. Well, you know, no one anticipated that Auckland would go into a lockdown for 15 weeks. Um, what what we kind of like were presented with from, from there was um, with we, we've got three three months fewer between the end of last festival and the start of this festival. So that's also a little bit about the timing. We grabbed some films out of Venice last year, which obviously we won't be screening again this year. That was a one-off and we won't have that opportunity again. But there are other films um, from Venice from last year that we'll be looking at as well as from, you know, Berlin, Sundance, and of course the the upcoming Cannes Film Festival. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, because your priority clearly is to get as many high-profile festival successes from these big overseas festivals as you can to bring back our festival into the front of mind of, uh, of audiences. Absolutely, and that's that's front of mind for us, particularly in Auckland, where the venues that we are using are quite sizable. Um, so we are very excited to be able to be back, back in the Civic. And that's going to be such a special night. I really can't wait for the opening night in Auckland. It will have been a long time between drinks since we've stood in front of the Flamingo Curtain and welcomed our audiences back there. Absolutely. Um, three years. And that's going to be really special. And I know that Auckland audiences are going to love that. And then, you know, our other venue in Auckland is ASB Waterfront Theatre. Again, you know, a decent capacity. So we certainly will be looking to programme the films that are going to be um, appropriate for those um, those cinemas. We'll also be going out to the Hollywood Avondale with um, the Incredibly Strange programme and maybe a couple of music docos. In, in the other main centres, you're cutting down the number of cinemas you're going to. You've got, uh, in Wellington, only the Embassy Theatre and the Roxy, which I think is probably appropriate for the Incredibly Strange Festival. But I know that a couple of other uh, cinemas around Wellington are very upset that they're not going to be a part of it. Yes, and I mean, it's a, it must seem a strange irony because in Wellington we struggle with enough venues there. Mm. Um, it does come down to the number of sessions that we can run with that number of films and where we're being, you know, um, responsible, where our audiences are wanting to come and the type of mix of films. So you're quite right, Incredibly Strange fits nicely with the Roxy, as does, as does, as does some of the other films where the, the embassy audience doesn't fit. We also felt 
Um, we would like to be out of a, a venue outside of the CBD as well in Wellington so that people have got other options. Mm. We, um, The Roxy have been um, a really fantastic supporter for us. They were one of the venues that came on and supported us back in 2020 when we did a hybrid, and we've um, developed a really strong relationship with them and appreciate that. Um, I feel that in Wellington it's it's going to sell out quickly. There is less capacity. Um, so we, we're really excited to be able to be there, and especially because it looks like the embassy doors might be, um, that restoration project may well be fixed in time and, and in place in time for the film festival. So we're working closely with the, with the trust on that. That's one of the things, of course, about these live gigs is that in the past you tried to do this sort of hybrid, this business about trying to watch it at home, but there's this experience of not only being live at an audience with, a, with an audience where you're all on the same page and you all want to be a part of it, but there's nothing like seeing a, an art film, a good art film with a big audience. I remember we, talk, we talked about this on Friday and you talked about a little film called uh, Nowhere Special. I saw it as a screener on my own and quite liked it. You saw it in a huge audience and there was not a dry eye on the house, apparently. Yeah, and I think that, that that's a really good example of the difference that being in an audience, being together, having that communal um, experience, you know, you could hear everyone else sort of like sniffing with sobs at this beautiful, mm. beautiful story. And I guess when when films that storm extra, that film has a lot of space in it, a lot of a lot of quiet moments. And in in the embassy, those moments were emphasised because you were with others. And even though we were physically distanced, um, it was an experience that I take with me from the last festival. That was something very special. And you know, as you and I discussed, it just takes away from it when you're sitting at home with the detritus of your dinner around you and needing yeah. to do the dishes and you're distracted by folding the washing. Um, and I think that uh, the feedback we had in 2020 was very much that our audience want to be in the cinemas. Um, yes, you know, the online does meet other people's needs, but to be really honest, other um, other online providers do it far better than we were able to do. Mm. And um, and it was a mixed experience in 2020. It was. Um, I mean, you just don't have that party thing that is what everybody wants. I mean, <clears throat> I've got mm. just got time to ask you the other question I wanted to ask you, Sally, which is like the missing the missing thing this time round is you don't have a charismatic artistic director now. I mean, the the shadow of Bill Bill Gosden remains over the festival all the time. I mean, are you looking for another one or do you think that you'll join other festivals around the world where they don't really seem to need one? They simply think that the films will do the job themselves. We're very much evaluating where we're going to go with that um, over the next few months. And that's very much like you did mention, you know, our head of programming, Michael McDonnell, and our senior programmer, Sandra Reid, mm. who bring so much experience um, to the film festival. In 2019, we did also do it without Bill. He was um, very unwell at that time and he had stepped down. So we have had we have done a festival without a without a charismatic director. Mm. Um, I watch the space. We will be recruiting, but what that role will be is yet to be determined. Sally Woodfield, thank you so much and uh, good luck with the festival. Thanks, Simon. Hope to see you there. Absolutely. That's the General Manager of the New Zealand International Film Festival, Sally Woodfield.